You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Starting my own line, bro. That's right. Got my own skate company. <laughs> Can you do one of those thingies on that rail? It's called Graham, bro. <laughs> <laughs> those, those rails are trash. It's real garbage. There are girls watching. Somebody hand me my board. <laughs> we could just do, you know, it was funny watching that. Um, Here you Scott, go, Mr. Lee. I'm that, a big fan. Why wouldn't why you be? Wouldn't you be? <laughs> it was great watching that uh, table read. I'm not sure if anybody else saw it, but. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. yeah he it. really got into character and, and gave it his all, and uh, he was all eyebrows. It was nice to see. Chris he Evans doesn't so have to do anything it. like that, you know? I know Brie Larson didn't show up. I guess she's too big now. But uh, there's yeah. Chris, Chris and, Evans yeah. giving it all. Uh, Kieran Culkin, Kieran Culkin didn't either. Oh, I know. He was sorely missed. Yes, he He's was. He's definitely too big now, you know. Is he? <laughs> no. Yeah, I was like, he's just fucking <laughs> Nobody well, knows come on. Kieran he's, Culkin. He's, he's on that Brian Cox show on HBO. Yeah, is he really? Yeah, well, I can't remember what it's called. Mm. Now I think of Brian Cox and I think <laughs> of the new, the, the new McDonald's ad campaign. What's, what's that? Have you, have you heard those yet? Brian Cox is doing the new McDonald's commercials and stuff. Like radio ads, cat- where, where he's no, like, TV. if you if you go to McDonald's and your friends say they don't want fries, buy them fries, or else your fries oh. become their fries. <laughs> and then he'll hum the jingle. He goes, no, oh, that's him. That's yeah, that's him. right. Academy <laughs> Award nominee, the first Brian Hannibal Lecter, Brian. Really? Is he uh, really? paying for the grandkids' uh, college fund? Is that what's going on hey, here? you know what? X-Men 2 could only get him so much money. Okay, dude, so then he that had dude to... is in everything. He Super had, Troopers he 2 could only get him so much money. <laughs> he can't live off those Braveheart residuals forever. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Wait, is That's he in so that? Yeah, he or, is in that. Yeah, and you know what else what? he was in, Joel? No, he's not. Yeah, he's Uncle Argyle yeah. in Braveheart. Oh, shit, he is. Oh, I'm he so sure sorry. is. But you oh. know what else he's in, Joel? Hmm. The Ringer. The ri- Oh, he is yes. in The Ringer, isn't he? <laughs> he was, yes. Listen he to our was Ringer the uncle. Episode. Yes, sir. It's an all-green movie. He's oh, also in my wow. beloved Trick or Treat. Listen to our Trick or Treat episode. Yes, yes he is. Yeah. Which pretty much tells me that if you if you can come up with the cash, <laughs> it doesn't matter what the part is. He'll sign on for it. That's true. I feel like it might just be the craft services. <laughs> he might Aww. just be like, will, will there be food? No. Will I get fed? Will nope. they have McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sold. I'm sold. I'm starting to see how this uh, deal uh, came uh, together uh, now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's yeah. It's like we were there. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just picturing him like rolling around naked on a pile of money, saying, "I'm loving." Why it. are you picturing him rolling around naked? Because he's Brian. He's a national treasure. Why are you like that? Mm. I mean, just, you made just him this way. Yes. Just, say, <laughs> just say it. You did this to him. You sexualize all that I love. I did this to him. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Right. So, oh, there it is. Hey, there it is. That was the weirdest McDonald's commercial ever. <laughs> Joel, do you need, so a, do you need a sound check? Uh, this last three minutes has been our sound check. So, uh, oh, fantastic. Let's That's do it, wonderful. Man. We're rolling. 
cool. That sounds so good. So, Brian Cox, if you're listening to the top of this podcast, we have a script for you. We're working on the money. <laughs> you know what? The way this year is going, he's going to be dead by the time this one comes no, out. No, don't say How that. dare you, sir? <laughs> How, How dare you? Wow. Actually, yeah. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Look, nothing is sacred. <laughs> Guys, yeah. so like earlier today, earlier today, Devin posts this thing about Wings Hauser passing away. Yes. And then, oh, my God. And then Joel debunks it. I'm like, guys, Wings Hauser passed away. And Joel's like, I guess we're just going to celebrate any Tom, Dick, or Harry who's an extra in a movie from now on. And I'm like, he's the bad guy in, in Beastmaster 2 through the portal of time. Exactly. If that's his yeah. highest build on guy. IMDb. Nobody Father knows. of Cole Hauser. Mm, now oh, wow, you had yeah. my interest. Now you have now my, you've attention. Got my attention. <laughs> <laughs> you've seen Too Fast, Too Furious. The, on this podcast, we did it. Yes. The, the work of Cole Hauser. Forced to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Under duress. Get oh, my gosh. Under duress. You know what? For every Unbreakable that I'm forced to watch, you oh, have to okay, watch a Devin, ninja movie. It's I'm okay. glad you're back with us this week, Devin, because Devin's maybe you not settle can the talk some sense into this man Devin about the genius doesn't make that is M. Night Shyamalan's Unbreakable. Shyamalan. What say you, sir? The la- y- you mean the last good movie that he actually made? Oh, all right. Debatable. <laughs> Thoughts? At least you said it's a good movie. It is a good movie. <laughs> yes. And it, and it was diminishing returns after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a rough spell. Uh, Listen to our yeah. village episode. No, uh, uh, what is it? What's the we did we did the we did uh, the last Airbender. No, the bees with Mark no, Wahlberg next. and the happening. The happening next. <laughs> it had nothing to do with uh, with good times, which really upset me. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't good times. What was it? Was the sitcom? It was what's, what's happening. happening. What's it happening? was what's happening. <laughs> Hang on, wait, wait. I got it. with rerun. There it is. Wow. <laughs> I bring a kazoo for yes. a reason. We're five oh minutes God. in. Who knew it was going to be so helpful this episode? <laughs> we we have turned into a twisted version of Hollywood Squares, and Devin is the center square. <laughs> oh, no. Wow, that's saying something. I'm picturing him with a uh, pink scarf. Did, um, what do you have to say, Mr. Marshall? Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> throwing confetti up in the air. Uh, no, no, that's that's Rip Taylor. <laughs> oh, true. Yes. Oh, yeah. Paul, Paul Lind right. was Paul the center Lind. square. Paul Lind was the center square. That's right. Uh, and, or Jim J. Bullock, depending on oh, what uh, generation you were. <laughs> the, Did the center the square just have to be a completely flaming homosexual? Is that what the uh, deal yes. was? Yep. Because they're genius and and Bruce Valanche can't hold down the hunt for everybody. That's right. Because <laughs> he was the lead writer for Hollywood Squares for so long. That's so funny that you said that that show had a writer because it was it had several. <laughs> that show was wheels off. There's some TV um, show I saw the other day um, hosted by uh, one of the, the the Indian chick from uh, Good Place called like the Misery Index or something like that. Have you yes, seen this? It's oh, on TBS. Yes. It is, and it, it's a Camilla Camille. Yes. And she is, I, the show is just, it's like all the base instincts, instincts that people have and they throw it up with the guys from Impractical Jokers. That's that's yes, the panel. Basically. Oh. And it, oh, it's horrible. It's an excuse for them to oh. show a bunch of awful YouTube oh. clips of people <laughs> almost dying. Because they can't hire Tosh 1.0 for that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cool. You were saying, Joe? No, I was. Uh, you've told me what you've seen lately, Tess. You see anything good lately? Oh, scratching the service, <laughs> yes. friends. I saw the new Seth Rogen movie, The Pickle. Oh, yeah, American Pickle. This is yes, the one man. where he's playing like two versions of himself. Uh, two versions of himself, and one he used to be a pickle uh, farmer back in the olden times, nineteen nineteen. 
Why are you hey, saying it like <laughs> with a Brooklyn accent? Is he Italian? Because he's from Brooklyn. Oh, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Oh. He's got a, yeah, Joe actually did the accent right. Yeah, joke's time. on you, buddy. Well, step off me, buddy. <laughs> wow. Or I, will, or I will do violence to you. Keep doing it. Keep doing this. Do the whole, the whole podcast, podcast in this voice. No, I'm going to yeah. try it for as long as I can, okay? <laughs> God, it's like I'm watching Godfather 2 all over again. It's amazing. <laughs> I love better as he keeps going. I love that better. It's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic. You sound like Dracula now. Yeah. <laughs> blah, blah. I want to talk, everyone. <laughs> it's the Upper East Side of Transylvania. Uh, yes, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Oh, hey, no. Tess, sing Mbop. No, no, this bit is over. <laughs> what, what movie did you see? Tell, tell us about the picture, no. please. Yes. Sing, sing Mbop. It's not you are not singing. I'm singing. You sound like Bobby McFerrin right now. <laughs> you do not sound like oh my god. No, um, the American Pickle is a, is is a funny movie. I suggest I suggest you sh- you check it out. So yeah, he's playing two people. He's playing himself and his great great grandfather mm-hmm. who got trapped in a pickle barrel for over a hundred years. Of course, and he and when he gets uh when he gets uh, uh saved from that pickle barrel, he's the same exact age as Seth Rogen in this present day, but he has no other family. So they're supposed to try to like get together, but they end up actually fighting, and then of course he's like, you know what, I'm gonna. Pickle, I'm gonna start a pickle empire just to spite you and show you how I can be better. I can be I can be the man. And it's a, it's hilarious from there how it goes. So mm-hmm. check it out. I, mean, I saw Seth the Rogen. trailer and it uh as much as I love Seth Rogan, I'll I'll see him in anything. I'll I'll probably see this. But uh I have yeah. to admit, uh it was stretching um my even my believability. And I was like, uh, this could either be like the best thing ever, like his genius, or it could be like uh Mel Gibson's uh The Beaver. Oh, was that oh not good? man. It's, no, no, it's it's oh coming it's, soon it's to an episode the, of the Heading Bay. Oh, I haven't. Yeah, I yeah, haven't seen that. It's not the best thing ever. I'll tell you that right now. I won't get well, your hopes was, up. Well, that wasn't that like directed by Jodie Foster? It sure something? was. Yes, co-starring oh, as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll do that on the podcast someday. The movie is going to be uh, an Oscar award winner compared to what we had to watch this week. Oh, wow. I was telling Sarah uh, <laughs> that it's like usually I like picking bad movies. Because there's a certain level of joy that I get out of bad movies. Sometimes, you know, most of the time, it's fun to go down that rabbit hole and kind of see what happened. Um, I've never regretted a movie choice like I have this one this week. <laughs> That's saying something. Because <laughs> um, there are some films yeah. that you do not regret making us watch. No, like No Holds Barred exactly. or American Ninja, Masters of the Universe, bring it Wolf. on. I'll watch those all day. I loved Wolf. I love I it. And I stick I by it right now. I loved Wolf. But what we're about to talk about tonight <laughs> is going to rock you to your foundations. This is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Joe. Mine's Joel. And this it's is where this. we come to talk about movies. Sometimes a good movie, sometimes bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will watch a movie and then come back here and talk <laughs> about it with each other. With you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, or sometimes when we're super lucky, we get a repeat back to the performance. Row. Special guest, Devin Pike, joining us yet again. <laughs> Hello, Devin. Making up for lost time, man. Yeah, Making yeah, up for lost right. time. I pretty well, much bullied when... my way into this because when you teased that this was going to be the movie this week, because of my um, previous experiences with its star, there was no way I could. I was not going to sit this one on the sideline. Oh, and I, I am so glad that you brought it up because 
if there's going to be anything that's going to save the discussion about this movie, I think it's going to be some firsthand experiences oh with with the auteur himself, Mr. Robbie Van Winkle. We are Let's talking- tap the brakes wow. on using that word. <laughs> wow. Except with the cinematographer. Oh, yes. Yeah, we're, we yeah, we're going to get into that. We'll get into that in a mm-hmm. second. Uh, so we're talking about 1991's Cool as Ice, the vanilla ice vehicle directed by David <laughs> Kellogg. You won't know directed. who David Kellogg is because the dude directed a bunch of music videos. Yes. Um, softcore porn playmate of the year videos for the Playboy Tons channel. Of those. And apparently, oh, based on that work, he landed the job directing Disney's Inspector Gadget. It only makes sense. It must be great softcore <laughs> porn. <laughs> the best. That or the he best. used gadgets in them. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. <laughs> so I also wanted to bring up that it's written by David Sten, who gave us a bunch of Hill Street Blues, a bunch of 21 Jump Street episodes, wrote Ooh. some uh, Beverly Hills 90210, The L Word, and Boardwalk Empire. L Word? Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I know. You like that one. <laughs> Adventures <laughs> of the Booby Watcher. <laughs> um, so he's doing somebody so, a favor on this project then, right? The budget. Dude, there were a lot of people doing favors because, Ooh. as Devin pointed out, your, your cinematographer was Janus Kaminsky. Mm-hmm. Right before he did this movie, Janus Kaminsky won an Oscar for Best Cinematography for Schindler's List. <laughs> no, no, it was afterwards, right? Because that came it, out in 93. No, Schindler's List came out in like 90, didn't it? Mm. Nope, 93. Pretty sure it was, it 93, was 93. But it was right yeah. afterwards, yeah. For it, some reason, I thought this was like in the middle, that he chose this <laughs> job after winning an Oscar. No, you don't go so, to Spielberg, I, too. And then also won the Oscar for Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, he's pretty much done every Spielberg movie since then. Damn, James. And he's like one of my favorite cinematographers. Like all of his stuff looks beautiful. And once you know that watching this movie, then you can derive some enjoyment out of it. (laughs) I don't even agree with that. I don't think so. I don't think so. There's some great stuff going on here. Cinematography. You can, you can see the seeds being planted. Ah, it it looks fun. It looks, I mean, visually. Yes. If you just, if if you just, if you, if you hit mute, and then fast forward yeah. every time Vanilla Ice is on screen, mm-hmm. it's actually a pretty visually fun film. At best, this movie visually is maybe an episode, the best episode of Pee-wee's Big or Pee-wee's Playhouse. <laughs> well, there there are That's those... what this movie looks mm-hmm. like. No, you're right. Yeah. There are those parts of it that, that where, where he's putting the fisheye lens and it looks like a a, a Coolio video circa early mm-hmm. 1990s. Um, and, yeah, and you could tell that like a movie di- or a music video director was kind of behind the, the the set design because everything feels like like a set piece, like from the uh-huh. very first like music num- music video number. You mean basically. you mean the first mu- the five first five minutes of this movie, the <laughs> a- music video, aka the first ten number, minutes. Yes. Where guys, does Naomi oh Campbell God. really <laughs> sing, or was she just no, lip syncing? Of course, not. okay. I didn't know because the fact is she was only cast. To be that part that you see at the very beginning it's so weird. and at the very end, yet she's like third build in this film. She's first build. She's because, top build. Yeah. Oh, is she top yeah, build? Well, they went from uh, an order of appearance. Oh, well, then I guess there you no, go. No, 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 no. Oh, oh she's no, also no. the most famous person in this film? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me she beat out Michael Gross? I don't buy that. Yes. Tremors, Dang. Michael Gross. Family ties, Michael Gross. <laughs> Sweater vest aficionado, Michael Gross. Uh, tremors to Michael Gross. <laughs> <laughs> So this movie, this movie, the budget on it was six million dollars, of which Vanilla Ice got one million. So they had to basically split the other five amongst everybody else. Sounds fair. Um, 
and it brought in Tess. Do you want to? You want to guess how much money the movie made? I mean, well, <laughs> okay. it was made for six million. Ten? I was like, well, it was made for six. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm hoping they got their money back at least. So, <laughs> like, let's say like eight. Probably ten. Absolutely. Dial it back a bit. Go, dial it back a bit. Go back a bit. Five? No, back a little Four? bit more. Back a more. Uh, yeah, a little uh, $1.2 million. Oh, and and half, half of that on opening weekend. Yes. <laughs> oh, my this, God. This movie was just like unquestionably a flop. Uh, the other movies that came out in 1991 oh, include Silence. Silence of the Lambs, yes. Be- Beauty and the Beast, Point Break, Cape Fear, Fried Green Tomatoes, The Adams Family, Boys in the Hood, Hudson Hawk, yeah. uh, City Slickers, JFK, Backdraft, Hook, uh, What About mm. Bob? You had Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, uh, Highlander 2, The Quickening, mm. one of my favorites, The Rocketeer. Uh, oh, yes. You also had Terminator 2, Judgment Day. And now, I'm, uh, Joel, all of these movies have something in common. Okay. It's that we've talked about them. These all came out in 91. Wow. Terminator 2, Judgment Day, Toy Soldiers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of oh. the Ooze, Harley Davidson, yeah. The Marlboro Man, Samurai Cop, Showdown in Little Tokyo, The Perfect Weapon, and soon to be on an episode of The Editing Bay, American Ninja 4. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's your first reaction is uh, no, no. Well, I knew it was coming, but uh, it still doesn't. Uh, for me, the pain is still new, too near. It's still t- because yeah. you just watched this movie. Um, oh yeah, yeah. No, so guys, I'm I'm coming right out of the gate. Robbie Van Winkle, aka Vanilla Ice. Let, let, can we refer is, to him? Can we make a pact that we're going to refer to him as Robbie Van Winkle because this guy does not Robbie deserve. To be, he is no vanilla ice. He is a well, RVW. This was this was around that time where like everybody had to be either MC something or something MC, or you had to be ice something. Mm-hmm. Like like if if I was into if I was in the rap scene back in the nineties, I'd have been like Italian ice. Um, <laughs> so, so he was vanilla ice, but you, but you and know I don't know. You been gelato? Gelato? <laughs> <laughs> gelato? Joey gelato? Joey gelato. <laughs> I love that gelato J. <laughs> gelato J. Follow us on Twitter That's... at <laughs> gelato J. <laughs> so making that Twitter well, what are you gonna right say, now. Joel? I, I was gonna say, you know what though? He uh, he lives that lifestyle though because uh, he's not just the, named Ice. He will break into your daughter's bedroom and uh, oh and God. and shove ice down her throat, <laughs> creepily Guys, wake her up. Wait, wait though, but what does he do? Like, is this character like this character? Does is he like a professional? Like, is he a famous? Rapper. Is, is he a famous rapper? Like, is yeah. the character it's, a famous rapper? It's semi-autobiographical. Because he like he rides. He he does a show at an abandoned warehouse. Mm. Gets Bobby Brown, uh, the girl from Warren's Cherry Pie video, yes. gets her phone number, Monique. and then like he and his buddies get on their rice burner motorcycles and oh just God. and just cruise That's and just right. like just. Hit the land. No and, equipment. And just, no roadies. No, no equipment. No luggage. Yet he has like forty changes of wardrobe, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which which usually includes some kind of heavy jacket yeah. and shorts. I know. Where does he keep all those Batman villain outfits? He doesn't I don't have a, know. <laughs> traveling with armor. The dude cannot act. He Bro, he no. is like 
it's almost like watching uh like like a, a someone in a, a Van Damme or a Schwarzenegger kind of van where it's like you could tell they had to tell him his line mm-hmm. and then like almost like they call it Pete repeat in voice yeah, acting act where him. you hear it and then you you just you repeat it. I feel like that's what he did with everything because it seemed like every bit of his dialogue, like nothing ever came like smooth. Like you never saw like a smooth take of two people talking to each other. It was always just like a cut to him saying his line and then something else. And then a cut to him saying his line and the fight choreography was done the exact same way. Oh, really? (laughs) There is no money in the world. You could pay me to believe that vanilla ice is going to beat up five guys. No, <laughs> that are taking out his motorcycle, baseball like, just, bat or not. I'm just like, dude, you are, you are on the ground getting kicked. Yes, well, into a pulp. All that clothing is uh, pretty cumbersome too. Like, how do you stay limber when you're wearing like yeah. a full length coat? But the good thing, it's a, it's padding, it's padding. <laughs> That's true. There is, there's nothing endearing about him. He's the worst. All. He's the fucking uh, worst bro, person ever. He's terrible. And you, from the beginning, he's terrible. Yes, literally from like the very beginning. They're, they're, one of their motorcycles breaks down, right? And then like they've decided yeah. to stop traffic. And I love. <clears throat> so this Wait, is even like, before then, Joel. Let me cut you off. Even before do. then, they're oh, yeah, riding exactly. their motorcycles on the road yeah. next to Kristen Minter, oh, yeah. who's riding yep. her yep. horse. <laughs> He jumps the fence, spooks both the horse and her. She gets knocked from the horse. Could have been seriously hurt. And yes. he's like, yo, you okay? What's yes. up, man? And I'm like, what's wrong with you, you asshole? <laughs> he's like, you hit like a girl. Yes. <laughs> and then suddenly suddenly she's like, say, huh? Man. So, and that's the hardest part. Like, if they would have gotten, like, if Bobby Brown, Monique from earlier in the film, would have uh-huh. played the love interest in this film, I wouldn't have minded. I would have been like, okay, she's the type of girl who would fall for for dudes like this. Right. But, but not Kathy, not Heather that's from not, Home Alone. That's who we're marketing to, though, is girls like Kat. We, that's who we what? were marketing this movie to. Girls yeah. were into Vanilla Ice at the time, and I can't even begin to explain why. I mean, college I, girl. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> he, see Tess like, here's the thing uh, Joe and I and I, and Joel the three of us are within, within about a year of each other right yeah, I, think so. I, yeah. I just turned 50 mm-hmm. I lived through this shit in 1991 and for the absolute <laughs> oh life God. of me I can not understand Thank you. why yeah just don't get it just don't get guys it. I remember in my the first oh my, my first um, my first year here in uh, in Dallas it was like 1990. Uh, I went to Ford Middle School in Allen. Yeah. My first class of the day was Texas history, and mm-hmm. this girl named Nisha Player had pulled out like she got the new cassette, the Vanilla Ice cassette tape, oh, yeah. and everybody oh, was like, yeah. "Oh, you got it, you got the new one." And I looked at her and I went, "That guy is a joke." Like I just like, <laughs> I mean, I'm like Get that, that that's trash. I'm like that guy's a joke, dude. Half of the class, half of the class turned on me. Oh, you get ostracized, yeah. It set the tone for what I was in that class for like the next year. No, yeah, like you. I oh was, my god! You had to have. <laughs> you had to have a copy of this. You had to have the single, if not oh the album. God. Everybody needed it. Everybody had it. I never did. It was huge. Everybody knew all the words to it. Um, yeah, yeah you were a real. Uh, well, I gotta say, Joe, uh, I was 180. Like I was all up on Vanilla Ice, <laughs> same age. Yeah, you were. But yeah, uh, I knew all the words. Ice, it was ice. my. Uh, it was my introduction to uh, the world of rap. Sadly enough, <laughs> but like I was a kid. Like Joe, we were kids. You said middle school. We didn't know any better, right? Like that was our excuse. We didn't no, know we any did. better. No, we no, did, you up did. We grew up with one DMC for God's sake. Yes, but I. Yeah, man. I, I discovered Fucking them. Beastie Boys from Spock. 
sake. Exactly. That would have been better. Yeah. Look, okay, Devin. Devin confession time. Confession time. I don't like the boys. You don't like the Beastie Boys either? Oh, uh, shocking everybody. Fine. Joe uh, doesn't like something popular that every other <laughs> newsflash. Sophie's, Sophie's Choice. If you had to choose for one rap group for Joel to get into, I love Sophie's Choice. I get that when I go to Benny Hanna every time. I get the chicken <laughs> and the beef. Wouldn't you have rather have been listening to Ice License to Ill instead of To the Extreme? You are absolutely correct absolutely. there. Absolutely. I would. Mm-hmm. I would. Mm-hmm. But yes, to your yeah. point, Devin, where were all the adults? Telling us that this was trash, Joe. Where were you? I needed you in my life? <laughs> they were, to, they were there. To me. Well, I'll as tell you what. As soon as that, as soon as that motherfucker tried to pass off the whole uh, <laughs> under pressure, yes. now bear in mind, I'm yes. I'm a massive Queen fan from age 11 on, right? So mm-hmm. as soon as I hear that, it's like, oh, that's that's cool. These samples under the pressure. No, dun, 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 dun. And then he goes on an interview on MTV News. You. Ignorant motherfucker, you do not understand how this works. You cop to it, you pay the royalties, you move on. Yeah, That's you're not right. fooling anybody. Come on, Ice. Um, so there were adults involved, and I'd like to talk about um, the uh, the the battle, if it were, for the role of for the role of, of Kathy. Kathy in this yes. movie. So uh, there was they were battle. originally going to go with Gwyneth Paltrow right. in the role of Kathy until her father yes. advised her, maybe you shouldn't do this because it could hurt your career. There was an adult standing up and trying to help out. Now, that isn't it, though. There is a list of actresses yep. that have declined the role before it got to Kristen Minter. We're talking about. Lisa Marie Presley, mm-hmm. not a huge loss. Winona Ryder, Jennifer Connelly, what? Drew Barrymore, Shannon Doherty, Jennifer Aniston, Uma Thurman, Martha Plumpton, Courtney Cox, Jenny Garth, and Tori Spelling all refused Tori this role. Spelling. Oh my god! And Tori and Spelling so- doesn't refuse anything. I know, right? Oh my god! <laughs> well, and it's sad too because uh, Kristen Minter really needed uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's father in her life to explain she to her really that, that this was a bad. Now, I guess. She's still going on to have a... Yeah, it didn't kill her career. She did ER. Yeah, she had a role in ER, and uh, even up until 2017, she still got uh, uh, credits in uh, TV. Well, the great thing was that nobody saw Cool as Ice. (laughs) She left it off of her CV. (laughs) No one was the wiser. That's the great thing about it. You bring up a good point. That's true. That is a great point. (laughs) But it's her first build, unfortunately, if you go to IMTV. Not even Home Alone. You know, oh. you know, she had to go on like auditions where she had this listed on her resume, I know. Uh, <laughs> and casting directors were like, "You did what now? <laughs> was that a thing?" They probably just thought it was like a student film. It's like, it's like was that a music video? No, that was a whole movie. That was a whole movie. <laughs> well, we made one point two million dollars, motherfucker. Yeah, hey, don't tell them how much we spent. It features Cheswick from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest for God's sake. Yeah, that's right. Oh my gosh! Like the the people that they dragged into this movie. So <laughs> what I'm what I'm really I have a big note. I'm looking. I have a big note that's all in like caps, and it's just. Oh, I have one of those. What the fuck is happening right now? What is? Oh, oh that's funny. And I think it was when they were trying to like when they were fixing the motorcycle and the group was waiting and they were just like eating eggs yes. and like Stalling. making sandwiches. Oh and I was God. like. Why? What is happening here? Oh, that was the worst sandwich I have ever seen made in like my life. Pickles <laughs> and uh, what did he pickles, put on it? Peanut butter. I wrote it down. Shrimp, peanut butter, butter shrimp. pickles, sardines, oh, mustard, sardines. and like a slice of pineapple. 
to like top it off. Yeah. As they're sitting in their <laughs> oversized beach chairs with E.E. E. Cummings poetry yeah. pastored on the wall behind them. <laughs> yeah. And the whole time, Vanilla Ice is like, oh, my bad. Robbie Van Weevil. Thank you. Thank you. He's outside practicing his dance moves for some reason. And like, I even wrote it down. I was like, why the fuck is he dancing like that outside? <laughs> but are they even dance moves? It's like he just practiced spinning around a couple times. Yeah. He's got the music in and him. That- Guys, and that's like part of the meat cute because the first part of it is when he like makes her fall off her horse. Then she drives by him and he's dancing. Like, and I was telling Tess, I'm like, you know, it's like that neighbor that every once in a while has their like, you know, special needs nephew that like visits. (laughs) And he's like, you know, digging in the front yard and dancing around and stuff. And you're just trying to not make eye contact. You do you. That's vanilla ice dancing in front of this in front of this mechanic shop. You know, one thing about one thing about the uh, the early '90s, and even though this was '91, this still feels like very late '80s to me. Like this was before kind of grunge rebellion, like the the '90s that you and I kind of grew up in, Joe. Uh, mm-hmm. And but it was the beginning of a double edged sword, I would say, in, in in culture, at least American culture, which is um, treating our parental figures like imbeciles. Like, yeah. you know, there was a whole sect of, you know, from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air to, like you said, the Beastie Boys. There was well, this, I mean, parents just don't understand. They don't understand the show. That's right. Yeah, and uh, Vanilla Ice is going to show them how much they don't understand. You're going to hell for that one. Disrespecting them. <laughs> <laughs> All the adults are just idiots. Or they're, like, clueless. Or they're just kind of, like, played off as, uh, you know, um, dullards who just don't understand yeah. uh, kids sure. and culture these days. Except for the mechanic and his wife. Oh, yeah, they're cool. They're hip. Can we talk about Roscoe and May for a minute? Please. Please. Love them. They are, okay, I want a movie with just them because I want to know how in this little bit of suburban hell, this milquetoast backlot central casting suburb bullshit, you have the most amazing architecture inside and out, and Uh they're tinkerers and they're inventors, and apparently they take in people off the street and right. motorcycles yes. break down they can stay for days insane and let them eat insane breakfast sandwiches <laughs> who are these people where the <laughs> fuck did they come from i don't know who, I, why? it's called did deus ex machina <laughs> yes it's we need this in the movie so write it in it, it makes things <laughs> way more convenient and that's the one of the big problems with this movie even for as bad as it is and i use these terms very loosely when i talk about like they went with convenience over you know an actual plot over actual development there's no work that goes in this movie first of all our protagonist robbie van winkle we know um, nothing about him we don't know anything about this character. What we do know is he raps in abandoned warehouses, mm-hmm. which apparently is what you did in the 90s. Uh, he dances <laughs> a lot with just his feet. That was weird in the 90s. That whole dance craze where you just like you moved your feet a lot, but like your upper body didn't do anything. Well, your pants, did, your pants did most of the work. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Get the MC Hammer pants on. Yes, dude. This guy's wearing like a black jacket, but like like neon green and orange pants. And I'm like, you're not getting a phone number from anybody. Hey, all right? Speaking so, of his jacket, by the way. Uh, no, wait, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Who is this guy? He's Who a zero. Because oh, we that's... don't learn anything about him. We like he he takes this high school girl. She's about oh. to graduate high school, and he takes her. Like, what is his plan? 
Does breaks he into her home and starts into doing the nine home. and a half weeks thing with the ice cube. Oh, but that's the thing. We're getting ahead of ourselves with that, guys. It's like, yeah, while he's outside, you know, practicing his dance moves or whatever those are, or having a seizure. So that's when he, <laughs> that's when he sees them pull up, remember? And he decides uh-huh. to walk over to her house. And her boyfriend is like he sums up what I thought about this yeah. entire movie. You remember yeah. I said that to you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> and that's like, it's like exactly every time I saw Robbie Van Winkle, it's like, what the hell is this? What is he doing now? And she's like, Oh, don't worry about him, actually. But he's like, Hey, yeah, just completely being a dick to Nick, his the yeah. boyfriend. But Drop I mean the zero and get yourself this hero. I was like, Oh my god, all the one liners yes, that were so terrible throughout this entire you know, movie. He was a lot like Trump in the sense that uh, before he was elected, you know, all the apologists were saying, oh, just give him a chance. Well, no, no. He'll he'll grow into the role. I think think I got Devin with that one. He'll grow into the role, right? Like, we need to see who the real Trump is. And uh, when it it comes down to it, what you see is what you get. Like, he was telling us who he was the entire time. Doesn't care about his actions. He'll just do whatever comes comes into that little pain brain head. Yeah. And then he like sings horrible songs, pulls her out on the dance floor, pulls her. She tries to go away, pulls her back out on the dance floor, sings this horrible song for like four minutes. Then he's like, if you weren't interested, why'd you dance with me? And I'm like, Dick, because you kept pulling her out on the dance floor. What did she? She's trying to make the best of a situation. She's trying to get her book back that he stole also so when did he steal it did you guys bro, see when he stole never it? no I was like, I she know. dropped it she dropped it after she fell off the horse and oh. she rides off and then he looks down and says bang a rang or whatever the fuck he says you know, <laughs> oh, because I, he is I, a lost I boy turned into hook. oh wow i missed that completely <laughs> Like, give me Rufio over this motherfucker. I, know, right? I, I completely missed it. Just give me Rufies oh. compared to this. Yeah, I, show, I, I thought Robbie Van Wien had like the slyest fingers ever. I completely missed that. So like the whole thing is supposed to be the starring vehicle for, for Robbie Van Winkle. And you don't know anything about his character. So what you have already should just be like a vanilla iced version of Footloose. And they're yeah. not happy enough with that. Instead, it has to be Vanilla Ice is Footloose, but now, like, second act, we're going to introduce the fact that, like, Kat and her family are actually in the witness protection <laughs> program. <was> random. <laughs> Bro. Well, how else do you explain the two henchmen that are out to kill, murder? They could have family? been after him. Maybe they were chasing yeah. after him and then decided because he was getting cozy with this family, they were going to mess with the family to get to him. Why did they have to have like Michael Gross was a former police officer in witness protection? Yeah, that whole story that he uh, finally tells uh, Ka- Kathy, oh right? the daughter, God. yeah, was just oh like God. this is when the this is this is intentional pee break for the audience to get up in the middle of the film. Uh, we're giving you two minutes where nothing happens, but it's all the exposition you're going to get out of the damn movie, it's and true. you pile it in, and you pile it into Michael Gross's mouth. You get it in the third act. You get it in the third act, bro. And that's the thing. It's like if he knew that they were in witness protection this whole time, like why were you on t- television just exactly. so cozily with your daughter? Yeah. Oh, but if you watch with. him, if you watch him, he's like nonchalantly, he's like trying to cover his face trying to so cover people his don't see. Face. But it's like maybe just see you. Yes. <laughs> Well, first of all, man, who who is actually watching stuff like that in a bar? Apparently, like three this, different groups of people in this film simultaneously. Like they are tuned into the six PM news. Story. <laughs> they all caught her on TV. Like I tell my family when I used to do like episodes of Walker Texas Ranger, I would tell my family, mm. "Hey, I'm going to be on this week's episode." They still didn't watch no, that shit. It. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but somebody was sitting in a bar, <laughs> looks it over, just hey, hey, turn this scene up. I like this it's guy. That guy. It's yeah. that guy. He's got that certain something, that pizzazz, that charisma. Hey, he looks like a cop that we used to be on the take with. So what was the story? Because I completely zoned out when Michael Gross was telling his story. To his <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Was I supposed so to he... pay attention to that? <laughs> oh my. I, I, I will try to break this down as best I can. It's so bad. Yeah. So he was a cop. His partner was bad. He rolled over on him on some of his friends. The feds put him in witness protection. There, that's it. It's every other episode of Law and Order. <laughs> yes. I was really hoping for more. I really was, yeah, I was hoping like, there was more. I was hoping he shot a guy or no. something and he got away. And <laughs> we got to make room for all these uh, dance numbers and music videos. Well, what a, what a, a stupid individual, though. Like, he recognizes the two guys outside as the former cops or whatever that he was, like, trying to hide from. Mm. But then he's like, He's in on it, Kathy. He's he was with them. He's one of them. Like I think it would take two seconds to realize. Oh no, he's not with them. He's just some <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Those guys wouldn't trust guy. this guy for to do anything. He's a criminal, goddamn mastermind. Is yeah. what he is. <laughs> I do like when they went to the Sugar Shack and like the Joel Bernson band was playing on stage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow! Shots fired. Oh I'll take that as a compliment. Those guys were rocking. Captain Caucasian on the mic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they had to make them so awful so that Vanilla Ice looked cool in comparison. So uh, all bars lowered. No and what lacks security at that bar where somebody can just go in, muscle onto turntables that just happened to be plugged in on a separate yeah. circuit from everything <laughs> oh, sure. else that the band was on. Then Ice in uh, uh, Cooley J or whatever yeah, is, is cohort number one. <laughs> it you know they they do their horrible horrible crime against Sly and the Family Stone. Oh yeah, uh-huh. and thank right. you for letting me be myself. And at what point does the club owner not go? Okay, number one, we shouldn't have booked this band. They absolutely suck. I don't know what tape we were listening to. And who the hell are these guys? Yeah, and do we have a bouncer? What what is going on in this club? I'm <laughs> selling everything. Were... I'm bringing in Dalton, and we're going to clean this thing up. <laughs> nice. Tess, that's a Roadhouse reference that Devin just made. <laughs> we were just showing that on TV earlier tonight. Roadhouse. Uh, so, obviously, the Sugar Shack wow. was also the same set as the club that they were playing at the beginning and at the end of this movie. <laughs> it did right? seem very because similar. There was no, there was no furniture. Mm-hmm. It was just an empty warehouse yeah. space. Space. There was, there was a lot of that in this movie. In fact, to the point where one of our big, like, like splicer in the grass, grass moments between Van Winkle and Cat. <laughs> oh my God! Takes that place is giving it a lot of credit. Abandoned construction site <laughs> where we watched them for four minutes playing tag with the cameraman yeah it was like that scene uh, in titanic when jack and rose are swinging that was around. exactly what i was thinking <laughs> all right which was worse the scene in cool as ice where they're trying to show chemistry or the scene in attack of the clones where anakin and Padme cool are ice. trying to show chemistry cool as ice is always worse cool as okay, ice really? you think so yes yeah Joel, don't you pull this like jerk off on Janus Kaminsky because he shot the thing, dude, dude. That, and that scene in particular is uh, him kind of, you know, he's, he's like a kid in a candy store, right? He's, all, uh, all it was missing was some PM Dawn music in the background oh, while they were running around in slow motion. Like I said earlier, all of the all of those scenes. Like they play out like a music video. Like when you're scouting locations for a music video, you want something that like pops some unique looking environments, and that's how this film looks. That's one of and them. The huge chairs, and that's great. But the music, all oh, oh, the music is sucked. awful. 
Yeah. Oh. The music, not just the music that he's singing, not just the soundtrack, but the score Tor- is terrible. so bad. Like, bad. what's happening from moment to moment? It's, not, it's like a lot of times I felt like I was in a circus. Like they were just playing yeah. circus Dude, music. That embarrassing, like children's television. Uh, yeah, sitcom. I felt like I was watching. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with the uh, the husband and wife mechanics. Yeah, uh, embarrassing for all involved. So, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, gentlemen. This this movie, this movie called Cool as Ice, was supposed to be the showcase movie for mm-hmm. Robbie Van Winkle. Correct? <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you look yep. at the poster, how many pieces of music were actually his in the movie? <laughs> I think uh, his music is so bad they can't even use it to fill out an entire film. <laughs> that they one. used nothing. That one ballad. He had a better. He had a better outing musically in Ninja Turtles Two. Yes. Than what? he did in his own film. Yeah, Ninja okay, Rat. we made it. To, we made it to the fifty-minute mark. There we go. Before TMNT Two, the news <laughs> yes. was was mentioned. I am amazed uh, we made he, it that far. Where he works it out as if, in fact, his acting is better in TMNT Two. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, ninja. He's actually Crap. playing like like the, the the wheels are going in his head, and he's like, "Go ninja, go ninja, go, go ninja, go ninja, go, go ninja." Yeah, like that was that was it, and then they made a song. Yeah, I do <laughs> like on the poster for this film. Uh, they they do say uh, Robbie went Van Winkle or Vanilla Ice in his debut film. Like there would be mm-hmm. more to come, which I thought was laughable. <laughs> Like, everybody knows this is a like you know when you're producing this that this is a money grab like nobody thinks there's anything else that can come from this except striking while the iron is hot right i wish i could have found interviews with Kristen minter because i'm really oh. anxious to know if like this was an experience that she enjoyed um she seems like, to be having a good time well she seems to enjoy being paid job <laughs> 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 She got a job, and there's a part of me that's like, there are so many times, like a lot of these like montage shots where he's just always got his hands on her, and I'm like, man, is she like just disgusted by that? Yes, or... she should be. She's way too good for him. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> there's no way she's impressed by RVW in any way at all. Mm-mm. But that's uh, the thing, though. They, I, I, like you were saying, who is this guy? They, when uh, her parents finally figure out about him like messing around with her, you remember her dad tells her, yeah, who is he? Who is he? She's like, actually, I don't know what his name is. <laughs> yes. But this thing, and he tells her, he's like, yeah, I don't want you to see him ever again. And that's right before she then goes to the abandoned uh, house structure, right uh-huh. before that happens. So she clearly- the Habitat guess, for Humanity build? Yeah. <laughs> She was, <laughs> but she was slumming it, Tess. That's what's going on. She's gonna marry. She's gonna marry uh, the Knicks of the world, but she's gonna slum oh. it with. Uh, with oh, that guys. guy's terrible as well. Yeah, okay, he's wait, an ass. Nick, remember the time where she left him at the bar and walked home from the sugar shack, and then yeah. suddenly was getting chased by these guys in the car. Oh. But Vanilla Ice shows up like the T one thousand. Come with me if you want to live. Shows up on his motorcycle. And he's like, "Hurry up, get on!" Get up. And like drives off and drops her off right where he saw those two guys like 40 minutes ago. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Horrible hiding place. That's, okay, so like that, it makes me think that maybe this whole like witness protection thing was something that they like added later in the shoot. Like, hey, we don't have enough, st- like the stakes aren't high enough here. <laughs> we need to add something else to this movie because like they come up with the story that like Michael Gross is supposed to be a former policeman, but he is like, anything but a law enforcement <laughs> professional like yeah. when faced with these two guys you would think he'd be like the dude that would leap into action or god forbid you know to follow like you know some of the the dna of movies like this at the time that maybe at the end 
It's the dad and Robbie Van Winkle who team up and work together to save the son. I like that. Instead, like Cat and the lame-ass bikers just bust through like fake walls, beat these guys up, and get the kid back. And like everything's fine. Like at no point are the actual police like, all right, we need to keep all of you for questioning. Instead, Robbie Van Winkle gets Cat on his bike and like jumps over Nick's car. And then like suddenly, boom, we're in a club, which makes me think, that they jumped the car, got in a horrible wreck, and died. And, and Cat is now in hell. And that's what that club is. <laughs> that would be hell. Just that Robbie Right along with the rest of us having to watch this movie. It's how it plays <laughs> out. That's fantastic. I love that. <laughs> because we never get a denouement. We never find out. Well, so what's going to happen next? We do have that one moment, the, the dirty dancing moment uh, with Jennifer Grey and the father where uh, he has to come over to him and say, you know what, you're all right. I, yeah, I was wrong the whole time about you. And he says something like, "Yeah, well, whatever, it's all good." And I'm like, "What? What are you talking about? <laughs> the <laughs> absolute worst human on the planet." The worst. He's fucking, nothing. Yes, he's the vapid. Nothing to redeem him. Wasn't a big deal anyway. I'm like, it was his son was taken prisoner. Yeah, kind of a big his deal. Son was kidnapped. No whatever. Whatever. I'm gonna go sling my schlong. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go sling a sling a schlong. Sling a schlong. <laughs> so I want to get um. For, for just a minute. Yeah. I know you've, you've shared some thoughts a little bit, though. But Tess, being from the younger generation yes. and being exposed to this for the first time, I, <laughs> I am, that's a crime in itself. <laughs> I know, right? I'm so anxious to know like your thoughts, your complete thoughts about exploring and experiencing Vanilla Ice through this movie. <laughs> well, when you said we were going to watch a 1991 movie that vanilla i started and i was like what i had no idea that he started a movie <laughs> man and guess what it was as awful as it sounded like when you <laughs> yep. told me that from the very beginning from the very beginning was, it was just- i think i described it as 1991's eight mile <laughs> and that's what's awful and, and that's why i hate you for this because you know how much i love him and them and eight miles is an amazing movie <laughs> it's a good oh, double so feature it. though how would you compare vanilla ice against eminem Oh Jesus! He doesn't. He can't even tie up his shoelaces. That's right. Or lace up his his hoodie, man, at all. And it's funny because they they kind of hate each other too. They have they've had a beef where Eminem in multiple songs thrown shots at a Vanilla Ice. About <laughs> no way! I didn't know this. That's oh right. yeah. Oh yeah, man! I got I got I'll show you those later. I'll pull them up for you. He's show, he's throwing many shots at uh, Vanilla Ice because you know he was the white rapper in the early '90s, and then Eminem came around and everybody liked Eminem. So <laughs> would, would, you Ice say, like would you say that Vanilla Ice paved the way for Eminem? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Not don't you disrespect Eminem like that ever again? Wrong, <laughs> man. <laughs> no, I see what you mean, Job. I mean, in the sense that here, uh, it, it, it was a Trojan horse, right, into the world of rap, like it was for me, the young Joel Bernson. And uh, mm-hmm. now it's uh, it's it's okay for uh, people who look like Robbie Van Winkle to uh, to dabble their toe in it. They just need to be good. Well, well yes. the great thing the great thing about when Robbie was getting his start into music mm-hmm. was his music. musical mentor was Suge Knight. Really? Oh, and wow. yes. Course. So there's an amazing story and it it was something I heard apocryphally as I was because I I was working I was working at the Dallas Observer and he was coming into town opening up for MC Hammer. That tells you everything you need to know about his career arc at that time. <laughs> there's and, your PG rep. 
did a uh, did about a forty five minute conversation. Talked about you know his his musical style, his you know his career ambitions, what he wants to do. And this is before he was in uh, Cool as Ice, but after he had done Ninja Rap and the Ooze. Mm. So Suge Knight got tired of Robbie being such a little bitch and thinking <laughs> that he was bigger than his oversized MC Hammer pants britches. Yes. <gasps> And hung Robbie Van Winkle out of 25-story yes. Manhattan window by his ankles until he cried and pissed himself <laughs> and swore that he would never, ever cross Suge Knight again. Oh my now, I bring this God. story up because if you want to think about, if you want to com- if you want to compare apples to apples, if you want to compare Robbie Van Winkle to Marshall Mathers, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Marshall Mathers had his own circle of influence created by, uh, oh, God, and now I'm just completely not. Dr. Dre. Not, no. Dre, thank you. God, yeah. I forgot mm-hmm. about Dre. I forgot oh. about Dre. That's the first rule. So <laughs> I can only imagine that if Marshall had done the same thing, that Dre would have had no compunction on just grinding his face into the pavement as they're driving down 42nd Street <laughs> in a limo. Because I can oh, see yeah. that. Completely, oh, yeah, they had beef. They had beef towards it. Dre with Suge and all the Eminem stone shots at Suge as well. That's what's so funny. Mm-hmm. He stone yeah. shots at everybody. That's why I love him. Oh yeah, he's like, <laughs> bullshit. He's like, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. such a great story, Devin. Yeah, oh, I love that. I love pictures. Oh no, but but here's the best part of it. Um, mm-hmm. so we the, we wrap the story. Um, it's it's coming out in that following week's Observer, which is a Thursday publication. I had an intern. Um, I was. Um, I was doing four different things at the observer, yeah, and they oh. no, no, no. <laughs> Trust me, she, she was a much better writer than I ever could have been. And she sees me writing up the stories. Oh, you're writing up Robbie? What? You're writing up Robbie Van Winkle? Is that what his oh. name is? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, tell me more. Well, I was a student at R.L. Turner, where he Turner. was a senior and I was a sophomore. No way. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell me more. Well, Robbie was in this little pep rally group called, so there were these groups called the Pep Busters. Well, Robbie had to be an anti-conformist and had three or four people who would bum rush a pep rally and call themselves the Muff Busters. Oh, Oh, really? Wow. Yes, let me go home and get my high school yearbooks. And I'm just, I'm salivating at this time. I actually got to run in to my editor and I said, I know the presents haven't run, but stop the press stop because the presses. I think we're gonna have to rewrite this whole freaking story. That's right awesome. now. Oh and did you pounded the story out? Got the story out, um, and on Wednesday, the day before the paper comes out, I get this call, and it's one of Robbie's hype men, management people, whatever. Yo, I got Vanilla on the phone. He wants to talk to you. I got yeah, well, the, oh my god! Yeah, well, the 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 story's already gone to print. We can't really, and I, I can't really add anything. No, man, he really wants to talk to you. I think he figured out that Ooh. that the thing was about to was about to crack, and oh, wow. it was just so funny because <laughs> it, it. I derived no small amount of pleasure from busting. <laughs> I, I had I had a scoop. I had a I had a worldwide scoop. I was quoted on MTV. Really? I yeah. It, it was Man. my it, it was it was my wow. 15 seconds of fame. Well, and I it, it was, cracked the ice. I cracked the ice. So because of <laughs> you, right. we know him as Robbie Van Winkle. Robbie. 
Yes. You're the reason why we know his real home. Oh his real yeah. name. That's it's awesome. Perfect. So Devin somebody Pike would is look, the Lex Luthor. Somebody would have come out with this. Look, R.L. Turner was not a small school. And but, somebody would have somebody else would have come up and said, you know, this poser actually, his father was the manager at a Chevrolet dealership, right? <laughs> Tell me more. Sounds so, about right. Yeah. He sprinkled clues in the movie where his character's real name was Johnny Van Owens. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So come on. It's not dun 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 dun. It's dun 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 dun. Come on. Okay. So I've got a question. And this isn't the how would we make this, like how would we recast this movie? Just how would you, what would you do that could make this movie better? And by better, I just mean watchable. What would you do differently? Uh, I mean, I would have dubbed his voiceover with somebody else, maybe, or, or <laughs> like computer generated uh, another RVW to appear in his stead. Like he's what's wrong with this film. Like he's he's oh, un- yeah. he's he's not just uh, boring to watch. He's hateable. Here's and here's the weird thing about it is that he does have a good look, like facially. He's got a great face. Oh, of course, for film. Yeah. Like he's got like a, a block of face. granite. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you're for like his talent. Man, if with the with the right script and the right director, there's no reason this guy couldn't at least be a moderate success at the box office. But he fails no. so spectacularly so based on the fact that he is vanilla ice and should not have had the creative input that he had in this movie. Did he have creative input? I feel like he, he just kind of showed Shug up. Knight had, had, Knight had script approval. Really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, it, it feels like nobody worked on it. So, I mean, <laughs> even, I mean, the, the two henchmen who, who we haven't really even talked about much. One of them oh, the you'll recognize who, who's gone on to do other things. The other guy, I have no idea who he is. He's awful. And I'm glad he's disappeared. Well, he's, the, he's the looks terrific guy. Everybody, look at him. Doesn't he look terrific? Looks terrific. He looks terrific. <laughs> hey, look at her. Is that you? She looks terrific. Her, she looks terrific. Doesn't she look terrific? They're ad-libbing throughout this film. Like, the I, whole movie. I feel like they did one take of every single scene that they had, and it was just like, because well, that's what we did. Because they were hired at the last minute because they weren't part of the original story. <laughs> you, you might be onto something, Joe. You're starting to woo me over with this theory of yours. No, you're, you're right, though. They're horrible. Um, so you would find somebody else to play the title role, and you think that would fix this oh. movie. I mean, but the whole reason the film is being made is because of him. Like, it revolves well, around him, so you because can't... Because of... Um, I, I thought I read somewhere that this was a response to uh, Ice-T having mm-hmm. his first film. Oh. Um, and then, like, they were like, oh, we need to hurry up and strike while the iron's hot and give this this guy his own movie, too. Uh, and so that's kind of how this came about. Yeah. Turns out you need really? to vet your talent a little better. Because uh, yeah. he, he can't carry. Mm-mm. What about you, Tess? What would you do differently with this movie? Well, I mean, I would, yeah, I would definitely start off with a new uh, leading character, but also, yeah, the script and with how, you know, Kathy's parents, what was going on with her whole family and then also with Vanilla Ice, it was kind of like two different stories that they were like, yeah, yes. let's just jam this You're together. So right. There's a little bit more conflict going on. Mm-hmm. When it's like the conflict was already this ridiculous dude being in this town trying it's to get with Kathy. Vanilla Ice is footloose. Where it's yes. just he comes into town and this small town guy isn't down with this, you know, rapper dude and then they start to understand each other. That's all, that's the that's story that you simple. need. Yes. Simple. Agreed. Simple. Would have been okay. Maybe would have made more than just a, a, a million bucks. Who mm-hmm. knows? Would have been a better story. So, I mean, yeah, this that and Vanilla Ice definitely. Everything else 
isn't as terrible as vanilla ice. That's the thing. The Devin, what would you do? All right. I already said that I want a movie with just Roscoe and May. Okay. <laughs> so, it, uh, all right. So you, you, again, you jettison the love interest. They come into town. Roscoe and May are really misunderstood. They're getting ready to get run out of town because they have this wonderful little oasis of creativity <laughs> in suburban hell. So, Johnny and his crew help them to bring everybody else Ooh. up to speed and make them a little more hip. Kind of a little bit of break in in there where they yeah, got to save the go. Rex Center. Mm-hmm. I like and that. I, I, and and I, I take another six months. I lock Robbie Van Winkle in a studio yeah. with uh-huh. an honest to God acting teacher. Coach. And yeah. I'm not talking Stanislavski. I'm not talking <laughs> Mueller method. I just mean somebody who will get him to memorize more than two lines. Yes. Yeah. Whoever you have Dave to cut away. Hired, get that guy. Throw him in there with Sidney Pollack. <laughs> just get him in there with Sidney Pollack for a couple days. There you go. James Gunn. James Gunn directs this movie <laughs> and co-writes it. There you go. I'm telling you, th- yeah. you've got something there. And You're I'm talking trauma, right. James Gunn. Trauma, James I'm not Gunn. Even talking, yeah. I'm not even talking Guardians of the Galaxy level. I'm talking the, the James Gunn that made Super. Mm-hmm. Yes. He could do amazing with that film. And Slither. Oh, oh so good. I love that movie. Um, oh. Okay, so you guys kind of touched on it with the way that I would have made this movie. First off, cool is ice. Like, at no point is this dude cool as ice. Like, this dude, <laughs> <laughs> nope. he's, he's a middle-aged guy who rides in on a rice burner to seduce <laughs> a high school girl. Like, that's, yeah. there is nothing cool about anything you're yeah. doing in it's this It's like movie. Matthew McConaughey from Days of Confused. He's what is Exactly. So... What I would do is just retool. <laughs> I would retool the whole story, and it would be something along the lines of like his group. They come into town, their bike breaks down, and they're stuck waiting. It's almost kind of like a roadhouse thing, like what Devin's talking about, where they've like befriended this old couple in the town. But Robbie does. He he meets this girl. No reason she has to be a high school student. I don't know why she is. I think just to justify that she lives at home with her parents. But uh. he meets this girl, and this girl is already in with this other guy, and this guy is already he he's like the Nick character is entrenched with the people that want to run like may and 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 what's his name out of town Um, and so they've got plans though they've got plans for the entire town and her father is kind of wrapped up in this and it takes a bit for them to try to get him out and see like what it is that he's doing is wrong over developing this land and taking away like the originality and the art and stuff like that and so he kind of wins him over so it's a little bit roadhouse a little bit footloose uh and you make that fit like that his coolness his like he's got to be likable and the fact that like when he's when he's likable he wins people over and it shows how cool he could be because he's kind of always got everybody's back instead this dude is a whiny (laughs) a whiny child throughout this entire movie and it's hard to take him seriously when he's wearing like big puffy jackets with like swim trunks like why are you wearing swim trunks (laughs) yes because it was 1991, Joe. It was 1991. <laughs> there were fashion crimes being committed on every corner. It was the worst. I remember in the choice. 90s, people looking back on the 80s and going, man, that was a tragic time. And I'm like, well. Oh, yeah. Pump your brakes. <laughs> for a rude awakening. Joe, you'd mentioned earlier, you mentioned earlier that you had uh, <laughs> one of your notes was in all caps. 
that you wrote yes. down because you felt so passionately about it. I also had yes. a line uh, that I had to write in all caps. I was so passionate. And it was, get your shoes off of the fucking bed and or couch <laughs> or any furniture that you're sitting in. Like, he's like, just, like, constantly with his fucking Nike high tops. Yeah. First of all, it's bad enough you broke into Kathy's bedroom and you're, like, molesting what? her awake. And uh, now you're just fucking taking over with your fucking uh, and was, Air Jordans. Was anybody, was anybody expecting a moment where, like, one of the parents walks in yes. and is like, why are you in here? I forbid. Like that's a perfect reason for Michael Gross to be like, I don't want you to see that boy yeah. anymore. Like, because you caught you, you don't have to create some stupid thing about like a witness protection program. There's a boy in your daughter's room. Stay out of my if, he's ex, if he's an ex cop, if he's an ex cop, even if he's in witness protection, he's packing heat. He would have been yeah. dead, and the movie would have been over. Exactly. over. Happy, and ending. I would have been happy. We all would be happy. And then he would have been cold as ice on ice. <laughs> For God's sake, it's, it's Vanilla Ice's movie, and you couldn't fit his one-hit song in there somewhere. <laughs> That's what people oh, were here for. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for Just, it. I was like, even in the credits, he, they couldn't play Ice Ice Baby at yeah. one point. I was so disappointed. That was the biggest travesty about this movie. <laughs> I wonder if that they couldn't afford the rights to it, ironically. Oh, no. They, they, they were paying the Queen out the nose song. for that thing. There's no way they could have thrown it into a film. Good point. Because at that point, Disney's uh, Hollywood Records had picked Queen up from EMI, so they would have had to pay oh, Disney money to yeah. get the rights for that freaking song. Oh, Not happening. Oh man. Um. What else? Does anybody else have any notes about this movie? Oh, do I? Let's see. <laughs> uh, oh, do I? I want to. I mean, about his outfits. I'm looking oh, at this. I'm no. I'm just looking at the the, the leather work. Oh, and I'm yes. looking at the the oh, Jean Paul Gaultier glasses yes. and the Janet Jackson metal plate hat and <laughs> all of these it is things Janet that Jackson. you just throw. It really yeah. is, and you yep. you want to think that he's hardcore, nope. he's but he's trying got this great hard. fashion yeah. sense, which isn't that great. And all of these amazing. <sighs> mm things that you threw into a blender and out comes that listen he's the definition of a poser like that that's where yeah. the word poser comes from uh also by the way somebody yeah. went through the trouble on imdb to uh freeze frame this film and uh right oh, all of the things that <laughs> shot down that, all of the things that yeah. are on his leather jacket uh amongst other things <laughs> embroidered with uh, the words danger deep down oh. by law freeze hype ice lust oh yeah rolling sex me up yep yep a question mark, dope, and the letters JK surrounded by a star. Oh, yeah, because he's a Harry Potter fan. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted him so badly to be James Dean in Rebel Without a Cause. Yeah. They, yeah. they just they, they tried to set him up for it. They put the ball on the tee, and yeah. he just... He doesn't it. have it, it at all. Yeah. Well, because he plays the role like a petulant child yeah, instead of like a man. Like he's not a like he doesn't fill you with any kind of confidence at all. Uh, like at no, no point. No, he fills me with a completely different thing. I don't know what it <laughs> yeah. is, but it ain't confidence. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Also, that, that oh, ballad god. that uh, that love ballad <laughs> that he raps. Oh god. In the middle. Please uh, use finger quotes when you say that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I will. Um, didn't that sound like a Lonely Island like parody? It sounded like PM Dawn. The musical interludes were killing me in this movie because if you oh. take those out, it's almost like it's the Rocky Four factor. If you take the musical montages out of this movie, the film is 20 minutes long. Nothing. 
It's, it has nothing. Wow. And the same thing with Rocky Four. Rocky Four is like seven music montages that are tied together so loosely, yep. except the movie is still fantastic. But, uh, Listen to our uh, Rocky Four episode. <laughs> See if that's true or not. It is true. <laughs> um, guys, if I had to hear one more extraneous like record scratch when somebody knocked on a door. Oh, the sound like, effects. Scene change, yeah, the sound effects. It was it was driving me up the wall. I told Devin, I was like, I'm going to burn this Awful. bitch to the ground if I have to hear one more of these things. <laughs> if I hear a sprawling or a bonk, there may yes. be a fucking cartoon bear on the other side of that door. <laughs> <laughs> I stole that um, line from Riff Tracks. I will gladly credit them for it. No, cut that part. Wait, out. Did they cut that part? Did out. they riff this? Did they riff they this? They riffed movie? this. That 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 line wasn't in it. That line was in uh, one of the shorts that they did. Oh, yeah, they've wow. done. They did a full riff on Cool as Ice. It oh, is available dude. for free at RiffTracks.com. Nice. I guarantee you, if you have any curiosity, and if it hasn't been beaten out of your head from listening <laughs> to this. <laughs> Just watch the Rift Tracks version because I guarantee you'll be much more entertained. Um, okay, so um, would you... <laughs> this is a dumb question. <laughs> would you recommend Cool as Ice, Joel? <laughs> I like you're starting with me. Uh, no, there are many things I could... You know how... Um, I, I kept thinking of that quote. What movie is it from? Where uh, I want to say it's from Why an Adam Sandler movie. Where he's, no, no. But, <laughs> where uh, the guy's like, you, that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. We're oh, all Billy now dumber Billy for having yeah. listened to it. I feel that way about this film. I am now dumber. Uh, my life is is like 0.1% less fulfilled having seen this. At no this. point in your rambling incoherent <laughs> Did you come even anywhere? <laughs> You're it. all now dumber. <laughs> That's the one. May you get no me. points, and may God have I mercy have on your soul. <laughs> that is that this is, movie in a nutshell. That is yeah. Joel. That's the perfect way to sum this. <laughs> that, that is amazing, honestly, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, so I'm I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that none of us would recommend this movie. Oh, no, let's let's get to the next no. segment. All right. I went through chemotherapy three times in four years, and I would almost have to do that. Wow. Put that, put wow. that on the box. You were yeah. here first. <laughs> Devin Pike from the editing bay says, worse than cancer. Worse than cancer. <laughs> worse than cancer treatment. Let's just, let's okay. just be clear about this. Right, so okay. He's somewhere in between. <laughs> here is the hardest question that you're going to have to answer, unless uh, you're just going to go with the cinematography. Mm. Um, I got another wh- answer. What is what did this movie do right? Uh, I'll dude, I'll start because Kristen Minter is a, a revelation. Oh right? yeah, playing That's Kathy. What say. She is man because I, the only thing okay. you knew her from it, it, from from in base of comparison, Maybe. this being the movie, you're comparing her to the other performers. Okay. I guess I yeah. can go with you on that right. But I mean, like even mm-hmm. other films, like I, I I see raw talent there. You know, like she's uh, she she's she's got a little thing called it, and uh, she even makes <laughs> interacting with Vanilla Ice look bearable. Like she's that he scene where he's dragging her onto the <laughs> Josie's choking on water because I said that. she's great, man. She even makes those moments where he pulls her out onto the dance floor, and she's like, la- now granted, she's laughing at him. But still, yeah. she's it's it's genuine and uh, where she's getting like gang raped on the dance yes, floor. Like, I did, that's right? horrible. But still, think about it. It must be the, the, the highest order of of acting asks to pretend to, uh, to pretend be that enamored. You're all moist for vanilla. Exactly. Or, so think about yeah. that, and then tell me she's not talented. Uh, well, 
Tess, what did this movie do right? <clears throat> Joel honestly was great with it. It's definitely it's ah. her and honestly the supporting the supporting cast in a way sure. because everybody but Robbie Van Winkle, they're doing their role well enough for me. I mean, even Nick, even Nick for being who he was supposed to be in the movie, he did okay in that role. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't hate him. Well, I did hate him for who he was supposed to be, but he was a good actor. Be a jerk so, on that. So scene. we don't, we we never really got the uh, the story. But so he he was he was in league with those two crooked cops, right? Because at the end, oh, he Nick. came to the house and he's like, "Oh yeah, no, I saw I saw Tommy getting taken away by that guy who beat me up the other night." Like, yeah, he comes in and he says that, but then like, there's no fallout other than the fact that Vanilla Ice rides his motorcycle on his car but like nobody like oh you were you were helping those guys kidnap that kid like there should be serious legal ramifications he's got a broken nose that's enough oh that's that's enough i mean but he Uh, did a lot of bullshit the entire movie that he just got away with when you were being completely honest so so like in natural film beats you would have robbie van winkle come out and like save her while nick is getting in her face in the parking lot like that's yeah that's naturally where you would have that. the hero. The hero of yeah. your story would come out there, not mysteriously after she's already walked halfway home. <laughs> yeah, were you just like following her, stalker? Yeah, right. Like, what's going on? So, um, all right. So, what I thought this movie did right, uh, and I may be undercutting Devin here, but Roscoe and his wife, mm-hmm. uh, I think that those two, I, I agree. When he said like they were a joy to watch, they were a breath of fresh air. It was it was fun to watch them. They belonged in a whole other movie of their own, yep. not being dragged down by Robbie Van Winkle and his bullshit. <laughs> uh, Devin, what did this movie do right? Well, <laughs> since all the rest of mine were stolen, um, oh, I'm gonna sorry. go. I, I, that's fine. No, they're they're so it's so slim pickings on this flick, yes. and yes. I, I wish Slim Pickens was in this flick. It would have been a much better movie. <laughs> like a John um, Nina Riscio was the production designer hmm. and art department for the film. Mm-hmm. I think that if I can't talk about uh, Janice Kaminsky, I will say that Nina's uh, production design was really, really, it made things pop. There were a yes. lot of great things going on visually that had nothing to do with anything else in the film. And it still made it visually appealing. I there. agree. Gotcha. Okay. okay, so what did this movie <laughs> do wrong? It started. <laughs> yes. <laughs> correct. <laughs> that is the correct answer. Uh, Tess, what did the movie do wrong? The score. The, all of the ridiculous sounds from the beginning. <laughs> and for him to be a rapper or a musician, like for him to, for his job to be music, this was terribly put together, That's like true. the sound for the entire movie. Mm-hmm. The fact that his, his job, what he does for money is perform music and all they have are those rice burner motorcycles with no luggage, no equipment. Like, how do they plan on making money going from town to town? Um, Joel, what did this movie do wrong? What it did wrong is it, it's not a movie. It's not a real movie. Like, this is like a commercial. Uh, it's, it's an experiment, but it, it, it's, it's not a real film. So it's, it's even hard to say, what did this movie do wrong? Because that doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I can get existential Devin, with it. Devin, was it started your official answer? <laughs> well, it, it should be, but honestly, it doesn't know what it wants to be. I mean, mm-hmm. even if you take it in, if you take it and mm-hmm. say this is going to be a movie, it doesn't know if it wants to be an origin story for the 
film version of Robbie Van Winkle. It doesn't know if it needs to be a family in hiding and in distress. Yeah. It doesn't know if it wants to be the oddballs in suburbia. It doesn't mm-hmm. know if it wants to be a love story. It does nothing consistently right so everything else winds up being wrong if you're going to do one thing do one thing if you want to take some side roads that's fine but have one thing you do it and you move on and this film does none of it i got you on that um all right so what i think that this movie did wrong uh it it falls under the umbrella and i think we're all kind of avoiding because we've said it a million times already that vanilla ice is a horrible part of this movie but it falls under that umbrella And it's not so much that it's his fault, that it's Vanilla Ice that was wrong with this movie. I think it's that the people that made this movie did not understand the subject they were making this movie about. And I'm going to kind of, I'm going to prove that point by talking about other musical artists Hmm. that had movies that they starred in, like that they had their own vehicles. You had Madonna, who had done several films up to this point with various levels of success. Mm -hmm. But either way, no matter what it was, you felt like whoever made the movie had a good grasp of who she was or who she was supposed to be in the movie. You had Ringo Starr and Caveman, for God's sake. And he was fine. Like They knew what he wanted to be. They knew what he was supposed to be in that movie. Xanadu, Olivia Newton-John, Grease, Olivia Newton. Like They used her. They knew who she was supposed to be, and they played it the correct way the reason this movie doesn't work with vanilla ice is because vanilla ice doesn't know who vanilla ice yeah, is there you go he was a caricature of what white america was looking for in musical entertainment and unfortunately white america was very wrong they had no <laughs> yeah. clue so when you have a confused subject your product is going to be just as confusing and that's what happened with cool as ice they were in such a rush to make a movie about this guy that they had no fucking clue who he was or what he was capable of and so they failed on every possible front um all right so if we were going to remake that movie today uh how would we do it i've got one two three four five people recast and a director oh i have nine recasts i went deep yeah I've got eight. You've got eight. Devin has eight. Joel has nine. What do you have, Tess? Eight, nine. Yeah, I've got nine as well. Wow. All right. All right. Well, I'll let you guys take it away, and then I'll chime in when you start hitting the folks I have. Sounds good. Does anybody have any themes, or are we just uh, fine actors in these roles? Fine actors. All right. Uh, well, my bottom of the list are uh, the two mechanics, the uh, Roscoe and P. Coltrane. And there, yeah, that's what her oh. name was. Let's go and make. I went with uh, hey. that '70s show's parents, uh, Deborah Joe Rupp and uh, Kurtwood Smith, as uh, oh. that pair. I could see them being a couple of wrench monkeys. I almost, went, I almost went with her as the mom character. Yeah, right. Oh, that's a good one too. How about you yeah. guys? I went with Kevin James and Melissa McCarthy for those. Two. Ooh, I like it. I went with Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally. Oh, my God. Oh, God. And the winner is. That is fantastic. <laughs> I'm embarrassed I didn't think of that myself mm. very well. That's great. All right. How about the henchmen? That's next on my list. Joe, did you do them? Nope. Oh. I didn't do them either, nope. actually. Devin, did you do the henchmen? Daniel uh, Daniel Clark and Joe Pesci. I figure if they're going to be the guys from Home Alone, just bring them back and make it part of a shared universe. Oh, oh I, I like that. I went with uh, Kevin Corrigan. You may not recognize his name. You'll recognize his face. He was in the Pineapple Express. And uh, and then mm-hmm. uh, how about Donald Logue uh, as his, nice. his counterpart from Gotham? And mm-hmm. uh, what else did he so do? So good. Yeah, he's great. Hmm. Oh, okay. uh, he was in uh, Terriers. He was in yes, uh, Blade. Uh, 
Blade Three. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Gotham. Well, love well I'll, go, I'll go with Will Ferrell and John C. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! God. Well, that's fantastic. All right, Joe. I think we're picking you back up here. Do you have Nick on your list? I do. Who's your my Nick? Uh, my Nick would be played by uh, Jean Ralphio himself, Ben Ooh. Schwartz. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's awesome. I went with Dave Franco. That's good. Oh, that's who I will. Baby Franco. Baby Franco, man. <laughs> Miles Teller. Ooh. Miles yeah. Teller. He's such a douche sometimes, isn't he? I want to punch <laughs> him in every single thing he's in, so <laughs> why not just go all in for it? Oh, <laughs> so charming, though. You can't wait for that new Top Gun. Yeah, uh, <laughs> coming whenever movies there, are showing. Again. There it is. There it is. <laughs> is that another one the, that was supposed to come out this summer? That I don't know. Uh, well, yeah. it was. That's oh, what wow. I thought. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Oh well, we'll have to wait. Right along with Tenet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So then I guess. I mean, I think between the two, we we really want Top Gun, though, right? Yeah. Well, of course, obviously. <laughs> if I'm, I'm going to potentially going to get COVID, it's going to be seeing Top Gun the sequel. <laughs> all right what about the parents we do the mother and the father gordon and grace yes mm-hmm. yeah i went with uh so i'm picking one up off of tess's list uh gordon would be played by will ferrell and oh. his wife grace would be played by sophia vergara i want oh. you to know though my original recast i had nick nolte playing both characters <laughs> oh my god it was going to be like like an eddie murphy style <laughs> oh my like god jack and uh, jack and jill <laughs> like jack and jill or eddie murphy style the clumps it would have been nick nolte playing almost all the roles but not doing a voice right for the mother just same nick nope. nolte voice just the same nick nolte voice oh my god i have spoken uh well i went this with, is the way <laughs> i went with uh sam rockwell for the father and uh, how about nice. sandy b sandra bullock is the mother nice hmm. sandy b oh my god okay well, I went with Bob Saget and Amy Poehler as the mother and father. <laughs> I like that combination. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo and Catherine Keener. Oh, nice. Oh, Catherine Keener. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I want to see that movie. I'm making a movie that I want to <laughs> oh see. Oh, my Fuck gosh. That's going. great. Yeah, let's do it. All right. We got top two. Who's got uh, Kristen Minter, a.k.a. Kathy? Kathy Winslow. Uh, mine would be played by Kobe Smulders. Ooh, I Obviously like that. Going a little, a little older a little with this. Older, I'm keeping it the same age. I'm going to go with uh, Catherine Langford in that role. Mm-hmm. Okay, I went with Allison Williams, otherwise known as the. She was the main uh, girl in the movie Get Out. Mm-hmm. Oh, she, yeah, she's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so we've got a couple of Get Out actors in this. Yes, mm-hmm. we. Oh, yes, we do. A couple Parks and Recs too. Yeah, Haley Steinsfeld or Stansfeld. Ooh, very good. There we go. There Ooh. we go. Now, I'm curious because I, I can't be the only one who, who could have come up with my recast for Robbie Van Wilkel. So I'm, I'm calling it right now. At least one of you probably has my recast, if not more. Mm-hmm. All right. Joe, you want to do yours? Okay. Um, so I went through a few choices because there were a lot of times it seemed like Robbie Van Winkle was trying to do Ben Stiller's Blue Steel from Zoolander. (laughs) Zoolander. He was straight up trying to do the Zoolander Blue Steel look. So there was a time where Ben Stiller was top on my list. Then I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, I I went with Bieber for about four minutes. Uh, and then, and then I went like Chris Evans. I was like, Chris Evans would be really good. Then I thought, you know what? No, I need somebody who's a singer and an actor and someone who's going to play well off of Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, oh I almost went with Marky Mark as well. Interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. somebody with much more street cred. Mm-hmm. Okay. I went through a bunch. I went through a bunch of people as well too, Joe. Like honestly, I wanted at first I wanted to go with like somebody who you know I wanted to go with a white rapper, a young white rapper who could maybe act as well. So I went through with like. Machine Gun Kelly at first. I, mm. I thought about that for a while. And then mm. I was like, no, let's make it a little bit more ridiculous. And I almost went with Post Malone. But <laughs> then I just thought, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm going to get away from that aspect. I'm going to get away from the rapper. But I still did take it to where he does have a musical performance. And I went with Andy Samberg as the star. <laughs> of the, the- That's good. <laughs> Speaking of Lonely Island. Basically, it's pop star. Yeah, yes. yes, it is. <laughs> Which was still a better movie than Cool as Eyes. It's true. Uh, no, oh my God. And my, also, my director is Akiva Shaver from The Lonely Island as well. <laughs> Island. I went Make with, it a Lonely uh, Island Ad, joint. Absolutely. I went with Adam McKay from my director. Oh, that's great. Nice. Devin, nice. who is your uh, Robbie Van Winkle? I, I struggled <laughs> with it. I think I hit on just about every single person that you guys mentioned. But mm-hmm. I kept coming back to a conversation that I had on a red carpet in 2010. Brag with some with somebody who yeah <laughs> hell yeah look if I if I'm gonna play it I'm gonna play it um bring it he's a musician he is a really Kenny good G. actor oh. he's white oh. and at, and at a at a young at, at, as young I think he would have been in along the same uh, personality type Jeremy Renner Jeremy Ooh, Renner interesting. Oh. Oh. Interesting. Not a rapper, no but a musician. You you're right. You don't think of it. Yeah. I yeah, that's good. Did not think of that. Well, very creative choices all. Um and uh, yes, my answer <coughs> was mentioned, and of course it's Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber is our generation's vanilla ice for better or worse. <laughs> Just a detestable, uh much more talented, but still uh kind of a poser. And uh better track record. Nobody over before he went off the deep end. Exactly. Yeah. So what I'm very anxious to find out is how does this movie stand up to when we finally watch From Justin to Kelly? Oh. <laughs> Which would be to watch that? What is the worst the the worst musician turned movie star film? Well, I mean, obviously I'm not I'm not taking your pick test. I'm just saying that someday, <laughs> very soon, <laughs> we will watch that movie and compare the oh. two. Um, guys, if you have any thoughts about Cool as Ice, if you have any thoughts about our casting, uh, just things about the movie that we haven't mentioned, or if you'd like to defend the movie for some reason. If there's <laughs> Please, for the love of God, I want to hear part of you. the 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Robbie Van Winkle, if you want to defend the yeah. film, <laughs> call in. Still waiting, Robbie. Still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please let us know. We will be waiting here with our mouths open for your ice. I can't even finish that. Oh uh, but yeah, let us know. Go to facebook.com slash editing bay or in the search bar on Facebook. Type in the editing bay. Find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that. And uh, that's where you can find us. Talk back to us. If you have ideas for movies for us to watch in the future, let us know there and we'll add it to the list. We've also got a website, Rachel. We sure do. It's not the editing bay. It's not edit bay. It's somewhere in between. It's editingbay.com. Please go there uh, and bookmark it because uh, anytime you need to find something else about our podcast, where are you going to find it? You're going to find it there on editingbay.com. You're going to find uh, links to our social media networks, the aforementioned Facebook page, as well as our Twitter handle. We've got that there. It is at the editing bay. Please follow us there. Uh, what else can you find there? Oh, you can find oh, links to... inhale with your nose like you're done nuts. It's so funny. Oh, oh Andy. <laughs> I had a little problem with the... <laughs> EditingBay.com. Uh, what else? We have uh, links to our uh, past episodes, all 300 and... What, what is this? Past. 
This is like we have a link to the past. That is exactly right. <laughs> Uh yeah, links to all of our. We've got like I think this is episode like three forty something, three forty seven. I can't believe we've yeah, been doing it this long. Four hundred. Yes, we are. <laughs> that's yeah. how numbers work. All that and more. On <laughs> editing. I'm just saying, like that four hundred hours of our podcast. Like someone could just sit down well, and start from the beginning, and they've got four hundred hours of material. That's entertain. It's free entertainment for you folks. <laughs> it's free, yeah. Unless you want to get on Patreon. That's right. And, we also uh, have a Patreon page, Patreon <laughs> slash Editing Bay. If you want to uh, support us that way, you can do that. The end. Uh-huh. That's cool. All right. Um, guys, leave us a rating and a review on your podcasting app. Five-star rating would be fantastic. Uh, and then just leave a little review. Let us know what you like about the show, even if you think there are things that we can improve on. As long as you make that five-star criticism, we're cool. Because you know what? If you leave less than five stars, you know what you are? You're Vanilla Ice. Oh, <laughs> like, that's worse. You're the worst person in the world and should never be hired for a film, much less some HGTV show where mm. you're like rebuilding homes and stuff. When did that happen, by the way? Oh, is that what he's doing um, now? Yeah, he's doing some like contractor show where he's like flipping houses and stuff. Um, and that happened after he was on Celebrity Big Brother where Todd Bridges beat the shit out of him. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Devin, thank you so much for joining yes. us, man. Again, yeah. two in a row. Twofer. I can't mm-hmm. believe we are so lucky. And you're part of what? Is this? Is this your third or your fourth time? Uh, this is my fourth time on the show. Uh, Four timer uh, club, second nice. time in two weeks, and it'll be another two hundred episodes before you hear from me again. So, <laughs> so tune into our five hundred episode guest starring. <laughs> Devin I'll Devin be holding Hunt. the celebrity roast. I'll be the MC for the celebrity roast at the ending day for episode five hundred. Hey, Devin, tell us about Universal Remote. Oh, yeah. Universal Remote is a weekly pop culture quiz show. We hold it on Twitch and YouTube, and every single week. We grill you on pop culture events of the day, deep dives on specific shows or characters or actors, and it's a hell of a lot of fun. It's fast-paced, and each person who wins gets to be the smartest person on the internet for an entire week. Wow. It's at universalremote.tv. And Who Needs Sleep? Who Needs Sleep is a 36-hour charity telethon for cancer fighters and their families. You can find out more at whoneedssleep.org coming up on December 5th and 6th live for 36 hours straight. Oh, amazing. Cool. And we'll, we'll check in with you when yeah. we get closer to it. Uh, so that way we can we can help promote. Um, do you I would have love to have. Else? I would love to have the editing bay as a part of Who Needs Sleep. I would love we for would love you to guys to. Yeah, let's make that yeah, happen. I'd, I'd, nice. I'd love to have the three of you on and have you be part of the show because I think it'd be a really great discussion. It'd be awesome. Heck yeah, yeah. We'll be we'll be on there do a live show business. Um, do you have anything else you want to plug, Deb? Do you have anything else happening? Uh, please register to vote. Yes. Register to vote. It's yes. uh, November third. Is it's less than three months away. Yeah. Learn about your candidates. Learn about your um, learn about your civic candidates. Deep dive into it. Get the League of Women Voters Guide. Find out who's running in your town. Mm-hmm. Get involved. It chart. It's it starts with you. There you go. Uh, Tess, you got anything? No, just ready okay. to talk about my pick for next week. Well, why don't you shut your mouth for a second, Joe? You got anything you want to talk about? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think I'm going to talk for about five minutes about something of no consequence, just so that uh, Tess doesn't get to tell us what his pick is for next. No, I've got <laughs> my man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's so, hear it. what what are we going to do next week? 
Yeah, okay, man. Well, I picked this movie today. All right, today. guys, we'll see you later. Oh, hey, 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 and hey, we're hey. out of time. Sorry, Matt Damon. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I want to talk about my movie. <laughs> uh, no. I, I waited all the way through Coolest Ice for this shit. <laughs> it's my, it's my <laughs> I'm so happy right now. It's like, look, we had Time Cop last week, and then this week we had Cool as Ice. It's my pick, okay? Well, well, tell us how you're going to turn that around now. All right, I'm going to turn this around. So I wanted to pick a good movie, you know, after this one. So I was going to pick one of two others I've been telling Joe about, but I said, no, man. And fuck that. After seeing this terrible movie about some guy who said he was a rapper, I was like, you know what? Let's watch another movie from the 90s about a bunch of rappers. And I decided on 1990s House Party starring Kid and Play. Yeah. Yeah. Martin Lawrence in that movie is like the DJ. He is as well. Oh, it's one. It's one of his first acting roles ever. That's right. That's right. They keep bumping the table. Yeah. (laughs) Also, uh, Tisha Campbell Martin's in that as well. Gina. That's right. She's a, a lot of stars. Mm. He's gonna mm-hmm. kick your fucking ass. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> yeah. I love. House I'm not Party. even gonna be on the show mm-hmm. next week, and I'm gonna watch House Party right now. Yeah, <laughs> it. I, it's been too long. Do it. <laughs> All right. So uh, check us out next week. We'll be talking about House Party. Uh, Jeff, yeah. thank you very much, sir. Yeah. Tess, good job. Yeah. yeah man. Devin. Always a pleasure to have you on. Thank yeah. you so much. Double duty, back to back. Mm-hmm. You are a god among men. I am man. Can't wait Love to you guys. see what's going on with you later in the year. Joel, yep, always yep. a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. Yep, yep. All right, we'll see you guys next week for House Party. See ya. See You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.